Welcome to PKFO Connor Davies Podcast, Nonprofits Insight Out. I'm Lenore Sanchez, Senior Audit Manager specializing in nonprofit organizations. Today's topic is IRS focus on Form 990, what board members and management need to know. Joining us to provide insight on this topic are Garrett Higgins and Eva Maruk. They are both partners serving in our exempt organization, Tax and Advisory Services Group. IRS Form 990 is used by the IRS to ensure that organizations are following the rules and regulations associated with tax-exempt status. The IRS revised the form in 2008 to better provide information about a nonprofit organization's activities, finances, and governance. The revised form has also been designed to help the IRS and the public better understand an organization's overall operations and provides for greater transparency. It's basically a self-audit that goes into many areas, and it's also a public document used by donors and used as a benchmarking tool by third parties. Right on point, Lenore. I couldn't have said it better myself. I will add that the form also provides a substantial amount of information about an organization's operations and overall tax compliance. Board members are encouraged to actively engage in reviewing the return as part of their fiduciary responsibilities. That's all very well said. Serving on the board is a great privilege with important responsibilities, and board members have certain fiduciary duties. The duty of care requires the board to exercise due care in all dealings with the organization. This means being informed and astute to issues of concern and raising smart and proactive questions when things are unclear or are questionable. Boards have a duty of transparency an obligation to ensure that an organization is transparent in its operations. One way a board can exercise these duties is to actively participate in the review and approval of the Form 990. Yes, Eva, the board members' review of the 990 is certainly one way in which they can exercise their duty of care. However, it is important that management is involved as well. Form 990 covers many items and paints a picture of the organization. Can you provide us with a roadmap of the main areas that management and the board should be focusing on as they actively engage in reviewing it? Sure. So there are certain parts of the Form 990 that require a heightened review by the board. Having the board review the Form 990 increases the accuracy and effectiveness in conveying the organization's mission, activities, and accomplishments. Encapsulate your program service accomplishments and all the good that your organization does into the Form 990. Use it as a marketing tool. It's not just about the numbers. What it does, who it serves, how it does it, all equals the purpose and mission for which it was formed. Garrett may have more to add here. Thanks, Eva. Additionally, in order to maintain taxism status, organizations are expected to operate within the purpose they were provided their exempt status for. Form 990 includes information about an organization's mission and accomplishments. Board members should review the detailed information describing an organization's annual activities to ensure the organization is fulfilling its mission and not operating outside of its exempt purpose and therefore potentially jeopardizing its exempt status. Charitable organizations, on the other hand, have an additional level of maintenance. In addition to adhering to its exempt purposes, these types of organizations must maintain a certain level of public support. 
responsible board members should annually review these sources of support to ensure the organization remains publicly supported. Thank you for that, Garrett. Maintaining tax-exempt status is essential, and for more information on that, listeners can reference our previous podcast on that topic. Not only does the form address the organization's mission and accomplishments, but also governance and policies. Another significant part of Form 990 is governance. A fun fact is that governance was considered the crown jewel when Form 990 was redesigned in 2008. Yes, it certainly was. Nonprofits must establish governance policies to protect tax-exempt assets and ensure an organization operates within the mission and purposes for which it was established. The Form 990 provides information about an organization's policies and procedures it has in place, such as a conflict of interest, whistleblower, document retention and destruction policies, as well as compensation setting procedures. Board members have a duty of obedience. The duty ensures an organization functions within the law as well as the law of the land, which tend to be an organization's bylaws and adopted policies. Board members should make sure the information reported on the return adequately describes how the organization annually monitors and enforces compliance with these policies and procedures. And to add to that, when it comes to governance, it is fine for -for not-for-profits to color outside the lines. Nonprofits come in all different shapes and sizes, and one size does not fit all, and a tick box approach should be avoided. As with all tax returns, there's also a financial component to the 990. What should management and board members be aware of? Like any type of tax return, there is always a financial section. Board members should make sure the return agrees with the organization's financial statements and reports revenue and expenses that are proximate and primary to the organization's mission, as well as question any financial anomalies and inconsistencies. Yes, and the components of expenses, some more than others, are scrutinized by the IRS, with compensation being one of them. That's right. The cornerstone for tax exemption is a provision in the code that says an exempt organization must not confer a private benefit on an individual, and it must not allow any of its revenue and assets to inure to the benefit of insiders. Violating these provisions may jeopardize the organization's tax exemption. Members of governing boards have a duty to assure that the organization does not provide certain inside parties more than an arm's length fair market value compensation. The board should pay particular attention to the organization's compensation process. Intermediate sanctions penalties can be imposed on excessive benefit transactions against an insider, the organization, or the board directors personally. When there's a news story about a not-for-profit paying excessive compensation, it almost always traces and cites the Form 990. In fact, executive compensation and employment tax matters are common and current audit triggers. Thank you for speaking to that. And as with compensation, another area that the IRS is concerned with is transactions with interested persons. Eva, can you provide some insight on that part of the 990? Earlier, we said that the board has certain fiduciary duties. Well, the duty of loyalty requires the board members to make decisions that are in the best interest of the organization. Conflicts of interest and even the slightest appearance of a conflict must be avoided. 
The Form 990 requires a host of relationships, arrangements, and transactions to be disclosed. It is important to understand who are the disqualified and interested persons, and if a transaction gives rise to reporting, as such transactions should have approval by the Board of Directors. Many organizations receive grants to help fulfill their mission. In some cases, the organization disperses those funds to other organizations. The grant is essentially being used to support greater change by pooling resources and maximizing mission impact through the funding of network organizations, basically paying it forward. Eva, can you share what those in the organization should be aware of when it comes to grant making? Yes, so the key to remember here is that the board is responsible for managing and preserving the tax-exempt assets and preventing any misuse or diversion of assets. When engaging in grant-making activities, nonprofits should ensure that the grant funds are used for its intended purpose and not diverted elsewhere. It should consider whether and how the grant furthers its tax-exempt purpose and if it's in line with its core values. True. And as we've discussed in previous podcasts, there are complexities with foreign activities. As a member of management or the board, what should they be concerned about? Global outreach and international activity, whether it be conducting programs, investing, grant making, exposes nonprofits to a higher risk. IRS concern is that the funds sent overseas could be diverted away from charitable purposes and it is the board's responsibility to safeguard the not-for-profit assets. In some ways, nonprofits and for-profits are no different from each other. There are similar regulations they all need to comply with. Garrett, when it comes to compliance, what should our listeners be aware of? They should be mindful that the Form 990 is a comprehensive document that reports an organization's overall compliance with its tax filing responsibilities. Board members, in particular, should review these probing questions carefully to ensure the organization remains compliant each and every year. We have covered a lot of information today, Garrett and Eva. Thank you. Can you leave us with some closing thoughts? As we all know, the Form 990 was revised in 2008 to promote transparency and has evolved into the magnifying glass that the IRS and other regulatory agencies use to identify noncompliance. Board members should make sure an organization returns are submitted completely and accurately to stay off the radar and mitigate audit risk. And with the massive infusion of $80 billion to the IRS over the next decade, Garrett, do you think this funding boost means the hiring of more IRS agents, more money to overhaul their technology, and a big chunk of the money towards tax enforcement? Absolutely. So now, more important than ever, A review of the Form 990 should be moved up to the top of the ladder, and boards should avoid just blindly rubber stamping their approval on the Form 990. Yes, the fact that the IRS has additional funding and more agents, I'd say that's more than enough to keep management on the board on their toes. Garrett and Eva, thank you for sharing your expertise with us today. It's always a pleasure to get together and discuss hot topics facing nonprofits. It was very nice being here today. It was great to be here with you both. PKF O'Connor Davies serves a wide range of nonprofit entities. For more information and or to connect to Garrett or Eva, who specialize exclusively in nonprofit tax matters, please visit our website at pkfod.com. Until next time, nonprofits, insight out.